The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads. You've got the H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on those dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or the third-row seating gets your whole family in to experience the thrill together. The dual wireless charging pads make sure that no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead cell phone. Think about those adventurous activities you can do, like me taking a ski trip up with the family, maybe going on a camping expedition, anything and everything. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Are you looking for a new basketball shoe? If so, this is Gary Parrish here to tell you that the New Balance 2-Way V4 features the groundbreaking use of fuel cell technology with fresh foam creating the ultimate combination of rebound and cushioning. Every step feels explosive and dynamic, and the upper construction features a lightweight textile that's supportive and breathable. So whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the 2-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the 2-Way at newbalance.com. It's Gary Parrish. Welcome back to the CBS Sports Ion College Basketball Podcast, where we sometimes discuss camel fighting, dodo birds, leaky black. Matt Norlander is here with me. If you're watching on YouTube, smash the like button like you're Brandon Davis. You have consent. And if you haven't yet subscribed to the CBS Sports College Basketball YouTube channel, also do that while you're here. Let's get into it. Today, we are continuing our summer shoot-around series that we're going to be doing over a seven-week span. We've already, get ready, dead leg, done episodes on Arizona, Arkansas, Baylor, Connecticut, Creighton, Duke, Florida, Atlantic, Gonzaga, Houston, Kansas, Kentucky, Marquette, Miami, Michigan State, North Carolina, Purdue, and my San Diego State Aztecs. We're working in alphabetical order. We're turning our attention now to St. John's. The Johnnies, 18-15 and 15 last season. Went 7-13 in the Big East. Did not make the NCAA tournament. Golden Gate Mike out, Rick Patino in, and that is more or less why I do have St. John's ranked 26th in the top 25 and one. We'll see what Norlander thinks about that next, but first a word from our partners. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. What's up, y'all? This is four-time NBA champ Andre Iguodala. Yo, and this is his best friend, the Ohio State legend, Evan Marcel Turner I. Every Wednesday, we drop a new episode on our show, Point Four. We're talking basketball, business, and all the culture in between. From locker room stories to some basketball analysis from those who've been in the game. Now, it is a do-bet. Do average 29 and 11. God, shit. What'd it take to be an all-star? A win. Subscribe to Point Four, the podcast, so you don't miss a thing. 
All right, Norlander, before we get into St. John's, yep. uh, update us on our eBay bid for a special episode situation. What do folks need to know? All right, so we've had the first one was won by Oklahoma. The second one, we got this episode on the Johnnies here in your feed and on YouTube early on Friday morning. So the bidding ends today, Friday, August 25th at 4.25 p.m. Eastern time. 4.25 p.m. Eastern if you're watching this video, it's in the description. If you're listening, go to the pod description. I'll tweet it out. Let's see if I can get Gary Parrish to tweet out one time a link to this auction bit here. I've already I, I, I tweeted out a link to the I, I, I did. I tried to participate one time. And then you know what you told me? Everybody screwed it up. And I was sure. like, this one is not screwed up. I got to stop putting one, one my faith push. in other people. One last push. If you want if you want a private Zoom call with me and GP. Maybe someone's lurking in the weeds. It's got to get to $1,000. We are not close to that as we do this, but we are in the double-digit bids, and we are well north of 300 at this point. But, uh, but bid it up. Doesn't matter what, what doesn't matter the team. We're talking about it. Bonus episode next week. That will be the last one. I think our schedule for next week will be one regularly scheduled, uh, or two, actually, and then the two others will probably be Thursday, Friday. So we'll have our final week of shoot-arounds, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, next week. eBay auction bid. Get it done. Rally your pals. Let's talk Johnny's. I would like an Indiana fan to, uh, to, to Now, that's, to what, that's secretly what I think I'm rooting for. Yes. Yeah, I would just like to talk. It's, it's a shame. Yeah. It's a shame. We, 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 I mean, we're talking about 20 different, 20, 21 different teams, yeah. and we can't get to Indiana. That's a shame. We'll see if the Indiana, Indiana fans rallied. How much was it? $10 million to fire Archie Miller? You tell me you can't yeah. get $1,000, Indiana fans, to make this happen? I just want to talk about Indiana. I mean, it's so clear in my mind. It's so clearly the second best program in the state. Okay, let's uh, let's talk about Rick Pitino, St. John's team. St. John's in the preseason top 25 and one dead leg. Uh, Are you fond of it mm. or you ain't falling for it? I ain't falling for it. Not yet. Patino is. Top 10 coach all time, as we recently talked about on our mailbag episode. And he's done a wonderful job. Um, I think that St. John's is going to be improved from last season. Golden Gate Mike. We barely knew you. <laughs> barely knew you. The Golden Gate Mike era is over, which is obviously a somber moment for this podcast. But Patino, in taking this job, he's going to try and make history and be the first coach Ever to take six schools to the NCAA tournament, which I do believe he will do. I'm not. Con- you think he's going to do it in year one? I'm not. I'm yeah. not convinced yet. I just. I just got to see it. Rick Pitino, by the way, here's the resume, real quick. 35 years of coaching in college, 834 wins, 293 losses. That is a 740 win percentage, and I am not vacating any of those games. He has 12 times won a regular season conference championship. 14 times won a postseason conference championship. He's made the NCAA tournament 23 times, seven Final Fours, a pair of titles in 96 and 2013. In the Big East specifically, he's won the regular season championship twice, 2009 and 2013 when he was at Louisville. Did not do it when he was at Providence for that short stint there before taking the next job. He also won the Big East tournament three times in 2009, 2012, and 2013. The uh, 12 and 13s were technically vacated, but again, podcast isn't vacating anything. Um St. John's, by the way. So St. John's has been a conference champion 14 times in his history. Patino himself has done that 12. And St. John's has only won a conference championship three times ever. Um, It's entered the preseason AP Top 25 13 times 
in the preseason and it's in its history trying to get to 14 this year. We'll see if it happens. I I'm not optimistic that it's going to be there. I don't think it'll be ranked in the preseason for a 14th time in school history. It has finished the regular season or the Monday after selection Sunday in the AP top 25, 15 times. And I think, you know, there's, there's potentially a chance there potentially that they can get to 16 uh, there overall. Very exciting. I'm, 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 I've never been to Carnesecca because, frankly, St. John's just hasn't. And I'll get to more of this in the in the over under at the end of the at the end of this preview episode. But there just hasn't been a reason to ever. I, I've I've wanted to go down to Carnesecca, which is obviously the the primary gym for St. John's, and they'll play play more at the Garden this season. Um, but I'm looking forward to actually going and watching a game or two of St. John's in non con or, or or Big East play. It's it's you know hiring Rick Pitino has injected a lot of uh, relevancy and optimism, enthusiasm around the program desperately needs it. And we'll see if Patino who's, you know, a month away here from turning 71 can, uh, can really make St. John's a force and a factor. The incredible thing about the big East is that it's been what it's been in its previous form. And now what it's been for the past decade plus and Georgetown St. John's have been largely non-entities the Big East has, has thrived in spite of itself. And if Patino in year one, or if it takes him till year two or year three, but if he gets this team to a point where it is in the top 25, like at least half the season, more weeks than not, then you are going to see just how high the ceiling is there. And for that conference, all it takes is for a, a major university in a major metropolitan area that knows college sports, cares about basketball. St. John's fits that bill. I think he'll get there eventually, but I'm a little skeptical if this team is going to be an NCAA tournament team in year one. Rick Pitino has held three power conference jobs, Providence, Kentucky, Louisville. He's made the NCAA tournament each time, no later than the second season he was eligible to do it. At Providence, he actually went to the final four in year two. Kentucky, it took three years. Different deal. But he was not even eligible. Yeah, they were sanctioned for the NCAA tournament in the first two years. He won a national championship in year seven, went to the final four in year three. Louisville, final four in year four, national championship in year 12. He remains, Rick Patino, because we don't vacate things. No, no vacating on this pod. We don't vacate anything. He remains the only person to ever win national titles at two different schools in the sport of men's basketball okay. trivia time. <laughs> you can tell it's early. All right. I love the stat. All right. What do we got? Who's the only women's coach to win national titles at two different schools? Uh, did Mulkey do it? That's the ding, ding, ding. Boom. How about that? Kim Mulkey, That's early. Baylor okay. LSU, the only two people in the history of the planet. Yeah. And this might be true forever. Cause we might not have a planet. Much longer. I don't know if you've seen Oppenheimer. That's not, that's not good. I don't know if you've seen Oppenheimer. It's not good. You know what? <laughs> the Watch only it. two people to ever win multiple national to win national titles at multiple schools in the sport of college basketball at the Division One level. It's Rick Patino and Kim Mulkey. Question. I was thinking yeah. about this last night. Yeah. Who will be the next men's coach to win national titles at two different schools? Oh gosh, I'm trying to keep these episodes short. GP. Um, my mind just takes me places. Well, so coaches that have already won one. So there's not that many active coaches. So let me let me think. Active coaches that have won a title. You've got uh, you've got. All right, Tony Bennett's not going to another school. 
Scott Drew actually has a healthy chance. Like it, put this in, put this in the 10% chance. Like it goes bad at Louisville and Scott Drew ends up at Louisville. I don't know. Or yeah, you know, maybe something like that. Um, Dan Hurley. Uh, I mean, not impossible, but I don't know. He's perfect fit at UConn. Um, who else is active that has won a national championship? Uh, Cal, not going to coach another place. And then I know what he could. I guess he could. I don't see that, but I guess he could. And then Bill Self, who's not coaching anywhere else. I think those. Every, are the only how about this? Every Am I right? Am I missing anyone? I think those are the only active ones. How about this? Every other Kentucky coach coaches somewhere after Kentucky. Has any other Kentucky coach left under whatever terms as old as Cal is about to leave Kentucky? Yeah, I'd say that he won't, but yeah, just anyway. Uh, I don't know what the answer is, but Scott Drew is by far the most likely of the ones that are out there that have won a title. I would submit Billy Donovan. Sure. He's sure. still only 58 years old. I know. He, there's a chance. He's missed the playoffs in two of three years in Chicago. Never won a playoff series in Chicago. Like this upcoming season could re he could be out of the NBA at 59. Could I be. can see Billy Donovan coaching in college. I, I don't know that he's going to coach in college again. He might just say, you know what? I'm 59 and I'm just going to play golf every day. I've made bazillions. Maybe, but chaos theory. Louisville wins eight games. They move along. They hire Scott Drew. Kentucky misses the tournament. It finally ends. Donovan goes to Lexington. That'd be something. And John Calipari goes to Baylor. And John Calipari goes to Baylor. (laughs) Can we we run down the St. John's roster, please? Johnny fans are furious right now. It doesn't matter to me if you want to. Um, It's obviously totally remade. Rick went out uh, through the transfer portal, got a couple Ivy League guys, uh, brought some folks from Iona, yeah. and he's got a, a a roster that I I do think is good enough to go to the NCAA tournament that I do think should be in the top 25 and one in the preseason. Although, at BartTorvik.com in the preseason, where do you think St. John's is? BartTorvik.com right now. Uh, I don't know. When you say that, definitely tells me they're not top 25. I'll I'll throw a dart and say 43. 56. Yeah. Behind Yukon, Creighton, Villanova, Marquette, Xavier, Providence, and Seton Hall. Mm. So okay. the human mind respects St. John's a little more than the computer mind. That AI thing ain't working out so well right now. Not yet. Um, Not yet, but give it time. Um, Brings a a, a Dennis Jenkins from Iona, who's probably going to start at league guard average, 15.6 points, 4.9 assists, 4.4 rebounds, 33 minutes per game last season for the Gales. Shot 36% from uh, three, took a little more than about four and a half per game. He's a quality guard. I mean, you never know. Or at least you you often don't know, uh, you know how, how somebody's going to um, produce when they transfer up. You know, mm. going from that league to this league—that's a jump. But he he is a proven Division One college basketball player and winner. I think he'll be fine. Um, Jordan Dingle is a a six three fourth year player who I'm assuming going to start in the backcourt next to Jenkins. He averaged 23.4 points, 3.6 rebounds, 2.3 assists last season. He was at Penn, Ivy League Player of the Year. He's a reigning Ivy League Player of the Year. And do you know who his father is? No. Dana Dingle. Of course. 
helped the UMass Minutemen go to the Final Four back in 1996. Wow. So um, that would be a great mid-major backcourt. Yeah, We'll see if it's a great high-major backcourt. Mm -hmm. But I think it's good enough. RJ Louise uh, probably uh, projects as a starter. 6'7", yeah. averaged 11.5 points, 4.6 rebounds, 1.1 steals. He played 23 minutes a game last season at UMass. 45% from the field, 35% from three on less than two attempts per game. So he's not really a stretch the floor wing, but you know, he's a guy who has averaged, you know, double figures at a at a place like UMass in the Atlantic 10. Chris Ledlam was at Harvard last season. He's been added to the roster. Um, 18.8 points, 8.5 rebounds in 31 minutes per game last season. Um Shot 29% from three. He took a lot of them, nearly five attempts per game. He's taken 245 threes in his three years at Harvard, only made 29.4% of them. So that percentage, you'd like it to come up, but, you know, he's going to stretch the floor from that position. And then, uh, you know, the, the main returner, that's Joel Soriano, uh, a, a 6'11". He's a fifth-year player now, 15 yeah. points, 12 rebounds. He's the – I think the one guy – at Rick's introductory press conference where he said that I want him back. You know, they, not everybody's coming back. You know, there's going to be a lot of, not everybody's coming back, it wasn't but I want exactly, that guy back. It wasn't and, exactly uh, he's Deion back Sanders. and he'll be one of the best bigs in, in the big East. Yeah. Patino stopped short of the Deion Sanders deal. Um, yeah. Basically <laughs> walking it, but, but that's basically what happened. This is a total flip. I mean, Soriano's back and then one other bit players back. Everyone else is total roster flip. I agree. That is the starting five. And then you'll probably have Naheem Aline, our yep. national champion from UConn. He'll probably be the first guy off the bench. Uh, Oregon state transfer, Glenn Taylor jr. Probably in there uh, to be determined. I think Simeon Wiltshire, highly ranked prospect previously committed to Carolina. Now he's at St. John's. We'll see where he fits in. Um, Brady Dunlap's another freshman that I think will get some burn. Uh, they got a Kansas transfer that's, uh, that's also going to probably get a, a little bit of play there. But there's a chance that Patino might try and run this thing 10 deep. But, well, I just got I just got to see it, man. Like, there's so many different kinds of pieces. I don't understand that. You got to see it from I Rick Pitino. He's been showing it to you for I know, decades. But, but in you got to see it from Rick Pitino? At least in, in a high major conference with – with these like you've got and i don't disagree with you but his the starting lineup has a player who was at penn at harvard at iona and at umass not saying that it won't work it might what it might well but i just want to see if it does how quickly it does and if this team is really good enough for 20 plus wins we'll we'll see if it, trust me I, I would love to have a new wrinkle and a new storyline in the big east where teams actually you know st john's is actually winning and relevant but we'll have to see it. Wait and see if it happens there. Dingle, I think, probably has the best chance to lead the team in scoring. He was a bucket at Penn, as you mentioned before. But Soriano is the most important player. Uh, he's the guy that you know that knows the campus, the facilities, knows the program. And as you just mentioned with Patino, he wanted to have him back. So things will kind of center around him, pun not intended there. And then, uh, yeah, we'll see how much the newbies, and by newbies, I mean the freshmen, how, how much of a contribution they can make and will make. He'll probably ask a lot of them. Because some other guys like Cruz Davis, another Iona player, I don't know how much he'll see. Uh, Sean Conway is a, tra a transfer from VMI. I would expect him to be further down the list. Um, Saduku Abine Ayo is also another Iona player that came along there. And so, you know, those guys, you know, they came along because they know Patino and I guess under some... Uh, they have s some understanding they're going to get some burn, but they, you know, he's not going to play 12 players. I just, uh, roles are going to have to be sorted out. And I think the, the top seven to eight are kind of clear at this point. Run us through that schedule. 
Well, how about this? Before I do the schedule, um, and I will, and then we'll get out of here. Um, I, how long do you think Patino will coach St. John's? Because this is, uh, you know, we can we can uh, be tongue in cheek all we want, but this practically is this is the last stop. This is the last stop, right? He turned seventy one in less than a month, and it's St. John's, it's the Big East. Um, he didn't have to move; <laughs> like he's still in his house uh, up there on the, on the golf course in beautiful Westchester County, New York. Um, I'm going to say, and, and it, obviously success will, will be dependent upon this. St. John's hasn't been truly good. If you want to define it as great in a long, long, long time. Uh, I'll say he's there till 76 years old. I'll say he coaches for six seasons, but, uh, but blind guess here, GP, I'm going to say you're not going, I'm not, I'm going to say you're not going fewer than four, but it's hard for me to say more than eight. Where would you land? I was going to say five. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I think he's going to coach in, you know, in, to where he's closer to 80 than 70. Yeah. Because when you talk to Rick, and, and this is just, it's just true as you are around people who are aging. We'll get there someday, hopefully, right? Yeah. Um, let's, let's people pick. age differently. You know, you see some people and it's like, yeah, he's 70 and he, man, he looks 80, sounds yeah. 90, right? Yeah. Or, or he's 70 and he seems 50. When you are around Rick, when you talk to Rick, when you text with Rick, with anything, he doesn't seem old. I mean, yeah. I, or you tell me. I, he looks old, but, you know, I did the whole thing on him at Iona, whether or not he would leave or wouldn't leave. And it was then that he, I think he said it on the record for the first time, but he was like, I, I'm, I'm feeling incredible and I want to coach until I'm at least 75. Yeah. So that alone, I mean, he's rejuvenated by the shop. So I, I, I agree with you. He certainly has the energy. Uh, I think the stresses of life and everything with Louisville and the NCAA, I think that you can see that on him a little bit. But in terms of his activity level and his health level, like he's doing just fine. Yeah, like we ha- we're, we're, we're going to have a presidential election at some point. And the, you know, it, it appears the, the candidates are, are going to be older gentlemen, right? Again. And uh, that'll be a big topic of conversation. And I'm just telling you, when I when I look at some candidates for offices around this country, I go, "Ooh, then they seem a little too old to be doing that." I, I understand how people reach that conclusion. Mm-hmm. When I see Rick Pitino, he doesn't seem old. He doesn't sound old. Um, I, 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 he seems like the same. I, I know he's not, but he seems like the same guy he was ten years ago, fifteen years ago, twenty years. I, I'm not worried. I, I am not worried about his age at all, as it pertains to can he get St. John's back to where it wants to be. I'll, I'll be I've been I should say I've been shocked before I've been wrong before, but I'll be shocked if he doesn't have St. John's as a relevant national program very, very quickly. Maybe I was wrong here. GP laid out. Maybe this isn't his last job. Patino St. John's to the White House. Is that going to be the pivot after four years? Final final four. I mean, he he might need to do eight, eight years at St. John's and then run for president. <laughs> I think you need to be a little closer to 80. Okay. He I, I, I think one of the requisites is if you uh, this is not this is not that well known. It needs to be taught in civics classes. But if you are actually if you're going to coach at St. John's and then run for president, you have to at least make the elite eight. So you got to be 35 years old for the United Pacino. States. And if you're going to coach in the Big East, you have to have at least made an elite eight. Jay Wright's actually eligible to run for president. We'll I would vote for Rick Pitino for president. Would you uh, <laughs> right now? If you had to vote, why the hell not? Here's the schedule. Wouldn't it be great? (laughs) 
wouldn't it be just, wouldn't it be just great? I, you know what? You do the background check and and wouldn't it be, uh, ironically, it would be fun? Maybe looking all right. It would yeah. be fun. It Rick would. should coach at St. John's for yeah. six years and then run for president. What the hell is this? All right, they're hosting Stony Brook in Carnesecca. They're going to play Michigan. That's going to be a bad day for Stony Brook. It probably will, but apparently with some of the schedule, like St. John's was willing to play some of the locals in the way that Golden Gate Mike and and Lavin before him, I guess, were not. So home against Stony Brook, against Michigan and the Gavit games at the Garden, and that will be a very that's game two, and you know Michigan has plenty of questions. That'll just be a good. All right, let's check in on both these teams and see what see what they are in the first week of the season. Then they're going to play in the Charleston Classic. They get North Texas first. They'll then play either Dayton. Or LSU, uh, Dayton. You know, it's certainly conceivable Dayton winds up being better than St. John's this year. But we'll see another good test if they get Dayton. And then the other side of the bracket is Houston, Utah, Wake Forest, and Towson. So we'll see on that. Then they're going to play Holy Cross at home. They're at West Virginia in the Big East Big Twelve Challenge. Then they host Sacred Heart against Boston College and Barclays, Fordham, and Hofstra. So repeat myself one more time as I always do on these. The Power Conference teams are Michigan. Then maybe LSU, but Dayton could qualify there. And then maybe Houston, Utah, or Wake. They're at West Virginia, and they're going to play Boston College, which should be improved. Uh, Big East is obviously around Robin. So here's the deal, GP. Regular season over under. St. John's, because I knew you have in your rankings. I didn't know where they were. I, I, I was like, maybe he's got them like 23, but you got them 26. They're the last one sneaking in the back door there. St. John's hasn't won at least 21 games in the regular season since 2014-15 under Steve Lavin. But beyond that, St. John's has not won more than 21 games postseason included, period, at all, since 1999-2000. It has been that long since this program has won or finished a season with more than 21 wins in the books. So with that in mind, Rick Pitino, flipped roster, 31-game regular season. I'm setting the over-under at 20.5 wins. Over. Yeah, you're cruising over. It's Rick Patino, man. What are you talking out. about? All right. This guy's going to be president of the United States one day. Okay. Lay it what out. are you even talking about? I Two heard non-league. zero non league losses. Zero. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just joking around. <laughs> I'm going to go three non league losses, 13 Dang. and seven in the Big East. Put about 21 wins in the right, but heading into the Big East tournament. You were the dismissal. The dismissive nature of your voice after I gave the 20.5 indicated you're going minimum 22. I always thought it was even 23, but okay. 21 and 10 for you. I will, I will go under and I'm going to say, I'm going to say 19 and 12 for St. John's in its first year under Rick Pitino. And with no, you know, spare, no, spare, no suspense here. They'll enter the big East tournament on the bubble needing to win for sure at least one game, but maybe it'd be a deal where they got to get a, a pair of wins in there to feel better about their NCAA tournament chances. That's my prediction for St. John's in year one. Um, I think St. John's would not, fans would not take that. They would take you, but if I, if I said you can chance it or I guarantee you 19 wins heading into the Big East tournament, I don't think St. John's fans would take that because I think that's how much optimism Rick Pitino brings to your program. Nonetheless, that's my forecast on it. And that does mean, I believe, for the first time since we've done these summer shoot-arounds, I think St. John's, for me, is the first team I've predicted to not cross the 20-win threshold in the regular season. Wow. There we go. You'll have to live with that. I will. 
You're, you're the one who's going to have to live with that. I hope you're comfortable. I am. Shouts to Devin Downey. Shouts to Chester, South Carolina. Shouts to Huck, Larnell. Thank you guys once again for watching, listening to Ion College Basketball Podcast. If you're not subscribed, please go subscribe anywhere you subscribe to podcasts, including Apple and Spotify. Rate it, review it, leave a comment. There's more of us than there are of them. That should be reflected. So knock that out if you haven't knocked it out yet. We'll talk to you again real soon. Our next episode, Summer Shootaround Series, that's going to be on Southern California. Oh, I know you can't wait. Till then, take care.